Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The O Show podcast is powered by Pinecast. It's also brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. The O Show podcast is also brought to you by TickPick. No hidden fees, an online marketplace for events. Tickets based in New York City that allows users to bid on tickets. Go to TickPick to get your tickets now. their first two series to two teams that are going to be horrific in the long run. Probably Tigers are not going to win more than 65 games. Orioles aren't going to win more than 45 games. This is a disaster through the first six games of the year. I'm Jack O'Hara. This is the O Show Podcast, episode 56, another Yankee series recap, this time with the Detroit Tigers. Looked good at first. I mean, honestly, this was probably the most mediocre series I've ever watched as a Yankee fan. Over the past 15 years, there, nothing really happened. Uh, they won 3-1 on Monday. Gary Sanchez went to the bar, picked up a jack, his second of the year. Brett Gardner, I guess he threw a guardy party, had a jack as well, his first of the, uh, first of the year. Uh, Chapman gets a save, they win 3-1. Domingo Herman pitched great in that game, fifth starter for the Yankees. They didn't actually go with the... Uh, opener. They didn't go. They didn't bullpen a game like I, I guess everybody thought that. Well, that's what was going to happen because you had Tanaka on opening day. So you had Tanaka, then you had Paxton, Hap, and then after that it was kind of hit or miss. You had Herman ready to go, and then you were going to bullpen a game. So they could go with Tanaka on short rest on Tuesday after the three-one win. Tanaka, brilliant again. I gotta play his John Sterling song because it's it's so bad that it's good. Here's John Sterling's song on Tanaka. The sun will come out. Tanaka. Bet your bottom dollar with Tanaka. The sun will shine anyway. <laughs> He's gold, man. Uh <laughs> You can't make that stuff up. I mean, seriously, the sun will come out. Tanaka. It's terrible. It's so bad that it's amazing. And I love everything about it. And he's just like, oh, anyway, Susan. Probably didn't even talk about baseball afterwards. Uh, but the Yankees come out 
in that start. Tanaka, brilliant, six innings. Should have got the win. He does not get the win in that game. 1-1 game in the ninth. Chapman gives up two runs. The Yankees lose the game 3-1. to one. It's a game that saw uh, both Clint Frazier and Tyler Wade get a chance after the injuries to Stan and Andahar. Frazier picking up an RBI and a sack fly in the second inning to give the Yankees a lead. Wade didn't do much. Struck out a couple times today. Um, so the Yankees lose that game 3-1. to one. Frazier actually flew out to end that game to right field on a Tuesday night. And then today, Wednesday, uh, 4 o'clock start in the Bronx. Again, just another flat, boring, vanilla baseball game. It was a very boring series between the Yankees and the Tigers. Tigers uh, came off a four-game set with the Blue Jays in Toronto, uh, split that two, two games they won, two games they lost, but they only scored six runs total. They had great pitching, but no offense. They had no offense in this series either. One run Monday, and then um, three in the last two games. So 3-1 victory on a Tuesday. They win... Uh, 3-1 to one on Wednesday, or 2-1 to one, that is, so 2-1 victory. They only scored six runs in this series. No reason the Yankees should have lost that series. They lose their first two series of the seasons against two of the m- most mediocre teams in professional baseball right now, the Orioles and the Tigers, and we saw on Monday, stands on the DL. He'll probably be out until about the end of the month with a bicep strain. And it's looking like he's missing the rest of the season in my eyes. They're going to evaluate him for two weeks, see if he's good to go. I just don't see him. He's obviously not going to be 100% even if he does come back this year. I, I see him getting sol- uh, shoulder surgery on that labrum on his throwing arm, and then he's out for the year. Uh, and then we saw another guy go down, which is no shock in my eyes that this guy got hurt with a calf strain. Troy Tulowitzki left the game in the third inning uh, on Wednesday with a calf strain, went to Presbyterian Hospital in uh, New York City. So he's on the DL now, or the IL. Kind of stupid how they changed that, too, from the, the disabled list to the injured list. Doesn't make it any easier. Everybody still says DL. But Tulo on the DL. It's now 10 or 11 guys on the DL for the Yankees. So now you got Stanton, Andahar, Hicks, Sabathia, Severino, Batances, Tulowitzki, and a guy who goes by the name of Jacoby Ellsbury, which is no shock. So you have a ton of guys on the IL. Tulowitzki, who's supposed to be the backup shortstop for your real shortstop who's injured, now gets injured himself, and it sucks for Tulo. He worked so hard to get back. Uh, immediately goes back on the DL with another, see I did it again, the IL, with another injury. A calf strain, he came back from two uh, heel surgeries. Uh, Last year missed the entire 2018 season. Had a back injury in 2017. The list goes on and on for Troy Tulowitzki. So it's looking like DJ LeMahieu is going to be the everyday third baseman going forward. Tyler Wade's going to get his shot. This is this really makes a lot of Yankee fans wonder why the Yankees didn't even at least were tempted or at least tempted to sign Manny Machado in the offseason. I mean, I guess, I guess they offered him a deal, but they knew he wasn't going to accept it because it was like $240, $250 million. So the Yankees now paying for that, both in left field, at shortstop, at third base, because it's looking like... Glaber's going to have to move the short. Tyler Wade's going to be at second base. LeMahieu at third. You got Voight and Bird at first base, DHing, platooning. 
because the DH spot's now open. Stanton's not in the lineup. Frazier's going to play some left. Gardner's going to play some left. Gardner's going to be in center. You have Mike Talkman, the guy nobody heard of until about three weeks ago, is going to be in there almost every day. It's just not looking great. It's not looking, uh, it's not what you want, as Joe Girardi would always say. It's not what you want. You know what else you don't want? 18 strikeouts. Uh, a record in the history books for the Yankees today. Not one, not two, not three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen strikeouts. The Yankees had eighteen strikeouts today. You can legally have sex with the amount of strikeouts that the Yankees had against Tiger pitching today. That's that that's good shit. The Yankees looked so good on opening day. That first inning, Judge, easy base hit to right. Stan follows him up with a base hit to right. First and third, boy, it's a three-run homer. You're thinking, wow, this is going to be a great start for the Bombers. Wrong. I mean, I've seen it with all these other teams. You have Madison Bumgarner going deep. Zach Granke has more home runs this season than Aaron Judge so far. It's ridiculous. The Cubs went off the other night in Texas. They went off tonight in Atlanta. The Phillies off to a hot start. Expectations high. I mean, the Red Sox started out 2-5. and five. They won tonight against the A's. Mitch Moreland and Mookie Betts with big clutch hits late in that ball game. They're 2-5, and five, though. They've been getting roughed up. The Mariners off to a hot start. A lot of teams offensively are off to good starts. Yankees are not one of them. They scored three on Monday, one and one. So they've scored five, they've scored five runs in the series. That's unacceptable against a team like the Detroit Tigers who are going to win like 65 to 70 games this year and in a terrible American League Central. However, I don't want to overreact either. They are 2-4. and four. They're six games into the season. haven't even played 10 games yet. But these are teams you got to beat, and now they're playing the Orioles at Camden Yards this weekend. You at least have to win this series, if not sweep. Win the series... Then you go on to Houston. You, you got you to gotta be ready for that series, right? I know it's April. I mean, it's literally April 3rd today. But we saw some really bad swings these past few days. Luke Voigt, after getting off to a hot start those first two games, has completely lost the strike zone. It's looking like he's trying to pull the ball a lot more. Like they said on the broadcast, Paul O'Neill mentioned it a few times. Uh, his approach last year was simply just to try and take it the other way, and he excelled at that beautifully 15 home runs at over 300 he's trying to pull the ball a lot more early on in the season and it's resulting in a lot more strikeouts a lot of balls out of the zone that he's chasing uh you've seen a lot of hitters Clint Frazier trying to pull the ball these last few nights at sack fly really got ahead out in front of uh in that second inning with the sack fly Gardner trying to pull the ball a lot more trying to hit a lot more home runs it's not going to work just Get on base. Use your speed. He sold base today. Uh, Judge has been doing a nice job. Judge, although the power isn't there yet, he has two RBIs. He's still hitting over 300. Strikeout totals kind of high already. I think it's like six or seven already in the first six games of the season. Could be more for all I know, for all I care, really. Uh, but the Yankees have to, they got to find their approach, you know? I mean, at the moment, it's looking like they're just swinging out of their shoes. They're just swinging for the fences. There's no real approach like there was on opening day. Judge just takes it the other way, gets on base, stand, moves him along. Foyt comes up with the big hit. 
And that's all they really needed that day. Uh, ever since then, it's just basically guys are just trying to pull the ball. Everybody's trying to hit it out of the ballpark, and it's not working. Back-to-back days, the bar's been closed. Nobody showed up. So the Yankees are going to have to come out big in Baltimore. Uh, and then again, in Houston, another big series there. That's their first real test this year. They're probably going to go up. It's a two-game series, I believe. They're going to either get Cole or Verlander one of these days. So uh, it, it it's... It's time to go for the Yankees. They're 2-4. and four. And again, I do believe this is karma with Stan and Andahar going down within the first week of the season. You don't sign Machado. You don't sign Harper. And now you're stuck with Talkman and LeMahieu. But I've said it time and time again. LeMahieu's awesome. I really don't know what you're going to get from Talkman. Again, six games into the season. Can't really tell at all what the hell's going on. But what I do know is this. I talked to Brian Hoke, a Yankees beat writer from MLB.com, back in November about the Machado sweepstakes, and he was pretty all in with Manny Machado. Let's take a listen. shortstop with Didi Gregorius out for most of next season with Tommy John surgery. Didi's set to become a free agent after 2019. Do you think if the Yankees go out and sign Manny Machado, that prevents a Didi reunion and re-sign in 2020 and beyond? Not necessarily, because I think Machado could just as easily be slotted in at third base. If, I, if the Yankees sign Machado, my first question is, what does that mean for Miguel Andujar? Because right. 
Uh, obviously, if you're going to get Gregorius back in June, July, or August, uh, he's going to be your shortstop, and Machado's going to have to move over to third base. So what does that do for Andujar? Do you unload him for pitching once you get Machado? Um, I, I think that's more where I would go there. You know, part of me wondered if the Yankees were even going to non-tender uh, Didi this offseason, considering he's due for a raise, he's arbitration eligible, and, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, obviously, you're, you're only going to be paying for half a season at the most, maybe even a month of the season for this guy. Um, I'm sure insurance would pick up some of that because he's out, but uh, part of me wondered about that. Cashman was asked about it. He said that's not something that uh, they had talked about. Um, said that the hope is that Didi Gregorius will be a Yankee for years to come. So, um, you know, hoping is one thing. Actually following through on it is another, but I think the Yankees would love a scenario where they had Machado and Gregorius on the left side of the infield. As I said, I don't know what that means for Andujar. And that was in November. November 14th, whatever the hell it was. But his words, dreaming of a Machado and Gregorius left side of the infield and what it would mean for Miguel Andujar. So you don't get Machado. Gregorius is out until August after getting Tommy John surgery. Andujar out for the year with a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder. Now you're stuck with LeMahieu at third, and it was originally Tulowitzki at short. Now it's looking like it's going to be Glaber at short and Tyler Wade at second base. So uh, worst-case scenario happened. I'm shocked. I thought Machado was going to be Yankee, and again, we were told Machado was going to be a Yankee. Dan Clark, you son of a bitch. Dan Clark, you know what happens? You just made the list! And again, I'm not angry that they didn't get Manny Machado. I'm angry that we were told we were going to get Manny Machado and then ended up not getting Manny Machado. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Harper and Machado obviously signed with the Pods and the Phils. They're doing great in the, on their respective teams. Troy Tulowitzki out with a strained calf. It sucks for Tulo. It sucks for the Yankees because now we're kind of stuck. For the foreseeable future. I kind of poke fun at Tulo's injury. In our newest segment debuting on this edition of the Osho Podcast. Called the O-Down Throwdown. If uh, any uh, <laughs> anybody like me out there. Who saw this show growing up. Older show. Um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Hosted by Drew Carey. Went a little something like this. You had Ryan Stiles. Um... Colin Mockery was on that show. They always had a special guest. Uh, and then there was, of course, Wayne Grady, How I Met Your Mother's Own. That's how I always remembered him. They had the hoedown, throwdown, and then they had the Irish drinking song, which was always great. <laughs> Throwing it back with Whose Line Is It Anyway with the hoedown, throwdown basically insulting the Yankees in their first six games of the season because I like to poke fun because it's still early. It's April. Like I said, April 3rd. It's not September. You don't joke around in September or October baseball. That's when this podcast is going to get very serious. April, May, you can screw around a little bit. So uh, before that segment, let's take a look back at another story here with our very, very important segment, story time here on the Osho Podcast.
So another Yankee podcast, another Yankee-related story. So this is actually probably my favorite Yankee story ever. I went out with my friend uh, A-Rod's last Yankee, A-Rod's last game ever. So it was August 12, 2016. Uh, we get to the game as soon as gates open because it was crazy. Media was crazy for A-Rod's last game taking BP. We waited in the same spot down the right field line. It was like section 135, something like that, down the right field line. Everybody's waiting. It's where basically, unless you're sitting in that uh, MVP area behind home plate, uh, everybody's down the right field line trying to get someone's autograph before they warm up and before they go into the dugout. So we waited there for about two hours, literally from like 5 to 6.45, 5 to 7 um, they had the whole ceremony for A-Rod. Then it started pouring rain. So there was like an hour rain delay before the game actually started. Uh, everybody's still standing out there because A-Rod's going to come over because the cameras are going to be on him. A-Rod wouldn't sign unless the cameras were on him. He's a nicer guy now. But <laughs> basically, I got tired. I got hungry. I get very hungry very quickly, and I'll get very tense very quickly when I don't eat. So I went up, got some cheese fries. My friend waited down there. He called me an idiot for leaving. I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, I got cheese fries, and those will forever be the infamous cheese fries between us because the tarp would uh, they'd take the tarp off the field. Players started warming up. A-Rod started warming up, and me, about 145, 150 pounds at the time, squeezed my way through the crowd, got to the front of the line in front of all the fans, uh, got to uh, got to right uh, beyond the wall in right field. A-Rod comes over. Uh, he signs my picture. I get A-Rod's autograph for the final game. My buddy, however, misses out. He's very angry. Uh, his parents are very angry in the end. I get A-Rod's autograph for his final game. Hits an RBI double in the first inning. Plays third base one final time. Yippee. Uh, zippity fucking doo A-Rod plays his final game. I get his autograph. It was an all-around good day for me. That was this uh, edition of Storytime on the Osho Podcast. So looking ahead to this weekend, again, two and four, not a good home series against the Orioles and Tigers. You go on the road now against the Orioles. Uh, Tomorrow, Orioles home opener, you got James Paxton on the mound. Second go around against the Orioles. Expect expect the same sort of stuff out of him against Alex Cobb, making his first start for the O's. Uh, Then Saturday the 6th, you got J.A. Happ looking to bounce back after a four-inning performance, only threw 75 pitches, gave up four runs, got the loss against the Orioles on Sunday, goes up against Dylan Bundy for the second time that Saturday, and then Sunday you got Domingo Herman going up against Tess, right-hander for the Orioles, uh, that's a one o'clock start, Herman, hopefully he throws another decent game like he did on Monday, hopefully the Yankees come away with a win in this series, I see them winning tomorrow, and I see them winning Sunday, we'll see what Hap gives you Saturday, hopefully the Yankees should be able to easily uh, sweep the Baltimore Orioles, even with the roster that they have right now. And now it's looking like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday against the Houston Astros. You're getting the one, two, three punch. You're getting Verlander Monday. You're getting Cole on Tuesday. And then you're getting Colin McHugh on Wednesday. It's going to be Tanaka 
the Yankees starter on Tuesday against Cole uh, to be determined, and then James Paxton versus McHugh on Wednesday. So both teams bringing their A stuff in that series. That should be a fun series to watch. Uh, the 8th through the 10th in Houston. Still early in the season, but it's going to be fun. That's a potential ALCS uh, matchup right there. It was two years ago. Don't want to bring it up. Made me cry. It was terrible. And then the Yankees back home against the White Sox and the Red Sox, which will be fun as well. Now, before we break into the much-awaited debut of the O-Down Throwdown segment here on the podcast, I want to talk a little bit about the bartender scale that's been going on. So, Basically, Bartender Jack, everybody knows it's kind of Neil Everett's thing on ESPN Los Angeles late at night. I kind of adapted it for my own broadcast call as a broadcaster at school and with uh, my summer internship last year. And basically, it's you ask the bartender for a Jack Daniels. And as a Jack, it's a home run in baseball. Bartender Jack, the Yankees have just a few this year. Uh, two on opening day. They had two on Monday. Gary Sanchez leading the pack with two, uh, and the last two days has been absolutely empty. So no bar, so no customers the last two days. Uh, does not make for good business at all. That's bad for business as far as I'm concerned. But I guess here's the bar scale. So the bartender scale, of course, Jack is a home run, you'd assume. They got the uh, Budweiser walk-off hero. If you're a walk-off hero, you get a Budweiser. How about that? Um, I think any O4 deserves just, like, water. I mean, it's probably the best thing for you, but in O4, you're lame. You don't, you don't really get anything, anything, really. Base hit, one for four, you earned yourself your first beer. Two hits, now you're, now you're getting in there. Maybe a captain and a Coke, maybe? I don't know. Captain. Yeah, Captain and a Coke. And then, of course, Jack, home run. Kind of rambling on at this point. I mean, there's really nothing you could talk about in that Tiger series that's going to be interesting to talk about. Tanaka pitched well, didn't get the run support. Herman pitched well, ends up getting the win. The Yankees win 3 1, two home runs. Sanchez and Gardy, a Gardy party. And then today was just probably the most mediocre game I've ever watched in my entire life. Put up five runs in a series against the Detroit Tigers, won 60 games last year. It's, it's not what you want. Hopefully they can rebound this weekend in Baltimore. Let's get into this segment, new segment. I hope you like it uh, because I kind of want to keep this one. It's called the O-Down Throwdown. Let's do it here on the O-Show Podcast. For title number 28 But then everyone got injured And it couldn't have been more sad At least now we've got Tulo Oh wait, he strained his calf You hate to see it
James Paxton threw a gem on his very first day. Got the adulation from the fans as well as Michael Kay. But the offense of so many on base that he picked up the loss. If he was still alive, the Bombers would be hearing it from the boss. If he was still alive, he would have gotten Harper or Machado. We wouldn't be in this mess right now. The Yankees start their season with a record of 2-4. and four. Really makes you reminisce about the days with the core four. Jeter, Moe, Petit Posada, those days I really miss. Though I wasn't a fan of Jorge, so Georgie... What? You just made the list! Listen, that wasn't that bad for the first time. Now it's going to be a lot better when I actually get to do it with someone else as opposed to me just sitting in a room by myself. But I digress. It'll be better. Plus, we could do whatever the hell we want. It doesn't have to be Yankees. Uh, but this was episode 56 of the Osho Podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever the hell you get your shows. I'm your host, Jack O'Hara. You are not. This is the Osho Podcast presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold. Stand out. Hit it, Hootie. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube